Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hey everyone, welcome to Enneagram U. My name is Damon and I'm here with my dear friend Kelly. Hello Kelly. Hey Damon. How are you today? I am doing great. What's your feeling? Okay, so my feeling today is I am feeling settled. Okay. Why do you, you come up with the best words. I'm like, good, fine. I've lived with this list for many, many years. No. Okay. What's settled Well, just, you know, the last month has just been busy with a lot of different things. Like we went on vacation. We had a retreat that we did in Chicago. Just a variety of different things. So this is the second week that I've been like on routine. Back to normal. Back to normal. And I really love that. I love being able to travel, do things spontaneously, go places. Am I old if I'm saying that it's, you know, so good to be home? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I arrived at that mature space. So yeah, I feel settled. Well, that's okay. I, I mean, in. yeah, routine. Do you like routine? I do. But then I also like things to be shaken up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, let's yeah. shake it up. Let's okay. shake it up today. Well, before we get too much shaking mm-hmm. going on, uh, how yeah. are you feeling? Uh, today I'm feeling fatigued. That's okay. my word. Tried to outdo you, but I couldn't. Settled yeah. is better. <laughs> Yeah. So not, I don't feel tired. I feel fatigued. So that's a... Yeah, it's a yeah. little bit more. <laughs> tired. Well, it is both. It's yes. both. Um, so I've started a new exercise program and I'm trying to get my sleep right mm-hmm. and all of that. And when when you're on the routine of sleeping, you know, going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time, working out at the same time, it's pretty good. Your body adjusts. But when yes. you miss it by a couple hours, <laughs> then you're off. And That I'm, makes a big difference. Yeah. And then I'm just worthless during the day. So today yeah. I'm feeling a little punchy. Okay. It, it could oh. go, yeah. It could be crazy. Okay. Yeah. This could be really, really interesting. Yeah. Because today we're going to talk about the six. Yes. I'm not even going to try to be a six. You're That's not feeling up to it. You don't have the energy <laughs> for it today. No. <laughs> no, I think it takes a lot of energy to be a six. My wonderful six friends out there. Yes. Leslie, hello. Thanks for listening. Yes. That's our one listener. I know. We love you, Leslie. I think she's a six. Well, she said she was, okay. but I have not put her through my test that I'm working on to blow up the Enneagram yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that at all. See, friends, I'm bunchy, if, I'm just if Damon ever hunts you down and gives you a test to take that he's come up with, just, just turn and run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's reanalyze you. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to start out with this, something that I learned about the six. I think it's really, it was a big, it's a big point, and I have no idea why this is, but evidently sixes are the most common number in the Enneagram in Western society. You know, I have heard that. Is that tr- is it a true thing? You know, okay, so here's my know. theory. Okay. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but, you know, I think about people who like if we look back in generations so like maybe our grandparents grew up during the depression time and so then they really were in that scarcity mindset or you know again they lived through or participated in world war one world war two so i think then they have parented their children or really conditioned their children to be sixes so i would be interested to see in this generation Mm -hmm. uh you know um like our age, I don't know if that statistic is the same for like our generation, but Being I would people think, in their twenties. Yes, the you know young at <laughs> young at heart <laughs> who think we're younger and then get exhausted because yeah, we off um, by a few decades ourselves. there. Yeah, but anyway, back to yeah. 
that. So I just wonder if it was more of conditioned to be a six, because you think about like, I remember hearing my mom and dad share stories of actually doing uh, like atomic bomb practice. Like if like getting really? under their desk. Yeah, we, um, my parents never mentioned that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and I know my grandparents, like my grandpa was in World War II, mm. um, you know, and very much that idea of, you know, being prepared, but also very loyal and proud to be an American. And so mm-hmm. uh, my dad, who I don't think is a six, um, but he was very much like, in high school, uh, if you graduated from high school or after you graduated from high school, that was time of Vietnam. So he was going to surrender, you know, his draft. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, being able just to see that they were very much those loyal mm-hmm. kids. So again, that's kind of my thought. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I think my dad was a six. True. I think he, I think he was, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, had some other qualities that we may touch on about, uh, about the six. Um, little bit of a procrastinator at times kind of passive and I don't I don't know it, we'll talk about fear and the six and all yeah. that but just slower very slow to make a decision but I never really considered him like an analyst like a five okay yeah so yeah because the six as the uh you know wing of the five but they're also in the head triad mm-hmm. so very much can get caught up in that procrastination with overthinking or thinking things through too much. Right. And I think we didn't grow up with tons of resources. So it was always a a little bit of a scarcity Mm -hmm. mindset, like better save some things or don't spend or maybe don't eat the entire bag of potato chips. It might be the last one. No, it wasn't quite like that, but because I would eat these have to last us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then in today's world, uh, with the internet, with things in the last 15 years of that growing up around us too, I know parents have been a little bit overwhelmed by all the social media Mm -hmm. and all of that. So we're, we're, we're helicopter parents. Right. Um, and so will that generation of kids have B sixes? As yeah, well. it'll be interesting to see. We're just we're just making sixes constantly. Yes, <laughs> mass production. <laughs> Everything of sixes. is it does bring scary. up the great point too. Of I know we talked about this in an earlier episode of nature versus versus nurture, mm-hmm. and so I think too the generations that are coming up now, like from you know millennials on up, you know, there's been a freedom to be more of who you are versus conditioned. Uh, to be something else Mm -hmm. and that's kind of why I think we have so many sixes and maybe from the previous generation from the previous generation okay yeah Mm -hmm. so it says here in my little cheat book sixes can be mistaken for eights oh that's a really con we we don't want to go there yet let's back up so what is wait just wait everybody that is a confusing situation yeah what are the strengths of a six? Oh my gosh. Sixes are our loyal and faithful friends. Uh, they are very much drawn to do things to keep our world safe and secure. So that is their motivation. How do we keep things safe and secure physically, also emotionally? They mm. like things to be um, just to feel connected in relationships. So these are the friends that you may have had from the time that you were little, you know, and they're the friends that continue to make that connection for a friendship. Um, They're your uh, friends that are prepared for uh, danger, prepared for anything. Um, Matter of fact, uh, I remember one time doing a um, workshop. So I had gotten different numbers for different people. And so I was speaking one time and I needed dental floss. So I went into the lobby and I thought, who was the six that was at the workshop? They did workshop? not have dental they floss. They did. They have dental floss. Okay. So sixes are just prepared for what <laughs> they feel like you might need. So it's going to be different. Like not all sixes are going to have dental floss. 
but they're going to be prepared for the things that they feel like they can help you or that you might need. So for example, my mom is a six. And so uh, I can tell you right now, if you needed anything right now for some kind of, um, if you had a headache or a stomach issue, in her purse, she's going to have Tylenol, Motrin, maybe some Tums, uh, maybe some Benadryl, Band-Aids, Kleenex. She's just prepared. So are six as pharmacists? (laughs) (laughs) I get it. No, but yes. So they are, again... um, just our tried and true friends. They're going to be there to just help us to stay stay safe, um, Mm -hmm. to keep us safe. They're also the ones that are on the lookout for danger. And so they're going to be the ones that help us to prepare for where we need to go in case of a tornado, or Mm -hmm. what is the plan that we take if there's a fire in the building, or um, they're also the ones that professionally go into those jobs for safety and security. Um, They're the ones that go into our military. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so to be able to help keep our country safe, uh, going into professions like firefighters, police officers. Um, what, what do you think is the, I, I almost have the answer on this. Okay. It's an unofficial answer. Yes. What do you think is the number one occupation for a six? I would to say, guess. Yeah, I would say it would be like in the broad category, it would be the, the safety and security. So probably military. I mean, I'm trying to think what would have the it's most. It's very amount close. Of, yeah. School teachers. What? Yep. I'm gonna, is that from page, your little, yeah, my little cheat sheet there? Yeah. Yep, okay. I can't find it now, but you know, okay. <laughs> said school teachers, but think about that. That yes. makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm-hmm. You're caring for, uh, you know, you're caring for everybody. And what do we all want for our kids? The number one thing, we want them to be safe. Yes, absolutely. So. Well, and I think about, we really have valued uh, conscious discipline, which is a um, strategy that schools and now other organizations are utilizing uh, to just teach children emotional regulation. And, um, you know, one of the things that uh, is the comment that um, conscious discipline helps us teach is to be able to say to the children, my job as your parent, as your teacher is to keep you safe. And your job is to help me keep you safe. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, I can see that surprises me, though, that it's yeah, school I'll, teachers. I'll dig but, it up for you. It's yeah. in here somewhere. But that makes sense preparing the mm-hmm. next generation. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's good. That's good. Cool. Yeah. So um, so we hit occupations. Every number has an animal. Yes. Um, what would the animal be for a six? I have no idea. Okay. You're trying yeah. to figure it out. Well, this yeah. is a little tricky because this goes back to um, just looking at the fact that the sixes have two possibilities so there is uh two distinct categories of a six. Oh, so like a three yes has like two a things. three a six also has but this is a little more nuanced so uh oh the, boy uh, wait let me get my glasses yes prepare yourself get your paper and pen i'm gonna put on my five hat yes so uh one category of a six is the phobic six so their animal would be a mouse but it's kind of this idea that uh Phobic sixes just have this um, kind of fear of like worst case scenarios and they run when they get afraid. Uh, They usually attach to someone who they see is stronger or that could help take care of them. Uh, It could be a person. It could also be an organization, occupation, system um, that just helps them to feel safe and secure. Okay. Now for the other category, it's called counterphobic sixes. And so the animal for the counterphobic is the rhino. That's not very much like a mouse. Yeah. Right? This is where they're, they almost feel like some opposites. Okay. And so again, the counterphobic still has that underlying um, issue of fear. 
But instead of running when they're afraid, they charge against what they're afraid of. And so, for example, um, you know, these are the ones that can look like the unhealthy eight. So they're going to run against authority. Um, They're going to uh, maybe push things that they, again, underlying it's because they're afraid. Uh, But they try to push in order to try to take control. Mm -hmm. Sounds like fight or flight. A yeah, bit. for and sure. So some some folks lean into the the runaway, which makes them the mouse mm-hmm. animal. Yes, and the other person goes forward. Sounds like recklessly at times, or maybe yeah. too much, mm-hmm. and maybe more right. emotionally. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's. But the core, the core struggle for the six, uh, you know, because all of our numbers have core struggles. The core struggle for the six is fear. And so it's really what they're doing with the fear. Um, like you said, if they're in the survival state of their brain, you know, two options are fight or flight. But to be able to process through their fear so that they can actually make some logical decisions, uh, you know, with their fear. For a six, uh, so often, especially the phobic six, they can really fall into being hypervigilant or exhaust themselves in other planning and preparing for danger. Mm-hmm. And so when is enough preparation enough or when is it where that six is just constantly thinking about how to keep themselves safe and secure. Okay. So you, you, you said the thing I was going to mention earlier, which is uh counterphobic six can be mistaken for an eight. Mm-hmm. So you might be that. And um, <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe you're just there all the time. You never know. And I've also heard that uh, the six can go back and forth between those two do you disagree or agree with that you know it probably depends on what the issue is that they go back and forth i really haven't known anyone that i would say shifts back from counterphobic to phobic i think the people that i know that are sixes pretty much stay in one of those two categories Mm -hmm. um you know which one do you like better i'm just kidding (laughs) we love them all yes so you know but just being able again to see the issue of fear and just mm-hmm. to be able to process through the fear instead of reacting out of it, which mm-hmm. is so important. Um, they say that really unhealthy counterphobic sixes tend to like put all of their fear on maybe a group or um, you know maybe an organization, and then want to annihilate that group or organization. So an example, mm-hmm. and again, you know, when we use people from history, we are totally guessing. But um, some writers believe that Hitler was a counterphobic six. And really had this underlying fear. And if you read or do any kind of research on Hitler, like he's an interesting psychological study. Mm-hmm. Um, but that if he actually was a counterphobic six, that he put all of his fears and insecurities on the Jewish people and then just wanted to annihilate them. Now, that would be the extreme, extreme case of a counterphobic, but you kind of get that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, uh, what that's looked like with a counterphobic six that I worked with at one time. Um, because I think she had an insecurity of just um, and that fear of, am I going to be able to keep my job or am I going to be accepted? Uh, you know, looking back, there was always kind of a bad guy in the office. Okay, an um, enemy. An enemy, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Something else, too, that I would say, Damon, as mm-hmm. far as uh, strengths of the six uh, that they bring in, um, they've often been called the guardians of traditions. And so I think this is a really cool thing about the sixes, that uh, sixes will like carry on family traditions, like to keep the traditions going. And so I think that's just really super cool because every family really needs a six to be able to think back 
back, like I think of like my grandparents who like we had so many really cool family traditions. Um, And so, you know, one of the things that my grandmother really loved to do, she loved to honor all of us for our birthdays. And so you really need that six to kind of help keep things going in the family. And that uh, stems from the loyalty. Yes, the loyalty. Okay. Yeah. They're just really drawn to that. Okay. I was almost going to go the other way and say, is that fear of change? Oh, I mean, it probably could be too. Okay. Yeah. And so for sixes to really have to look at, again, what's motivating me? Mm-hmm. You know, is it the fear of change or is it that like, I really loved that and I want to carry that on, mm-hmm. you know, because then you think they could lose themselves and trying to, you know, live out what everybody else has already established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they play such a huge role from what you've said in, in, the, in our world, like military, mm-hmm. law enforcement, and if we're right, teachers, a lot of yes. times are sixes. That's comforting to know, really, mm-hmm. because, you know, their number one thing is to keep people safe and right. protect them. And we need that. Yeah, that's right. You know, and another thing I would say for the sixes is um, being able so often, again, as we're kind of flipping back to some of the struggles for a six is that worst case scenario. And sixes just automatically in their brain are going to go to worst case scenario. But what I like to encourage sixes is not to stay there but to Mm -hmm. really be able to process their feelings and move to a place of being able to say, but what is my plan and what is the truth? Because so often that that fear can then just be crippling for Mm -hmm. them. Um, Oh, so that's why sometimes they procrastinate mm -hmm. because they're afraid. Yes. And so it's okay for them to be prepared. Yes. As a result of that, that will help them move forward. Right, right. But if it's worst case scenario, um, it's again, like so many of the, the challenges that each number faces, how much safety is enough safety to feel safe? Uh, and so it would just be filling a cup that has no bottom. Right. Unless they look at worst case scenario and then come back to a place of, okay, but what's reality mm-hmm. here? Yeah. I mean, this may be, you know, one of those places that you see people who are just preparing for like, uh, you know, the end of the world, you know, that are just stockpiling things, yeah. you know, and again, <laughs> not that there's any judgment of that, but like how much is enough to make you feel safe? Right. Um, and all of us probably have those friends that we know that, uh, hey, if, if you yeah. know, things go down, I'm going to my friend who's a six because they're prepared. Right. Yeah. Their whole basement is stashed with food yes. and water. <laughs> they're ready <laughs> to go. Will you let me in? Yeah. I, you know. Being a whatever I am, I can, I relate to some of this stuff. You know, I have thoughts of like, why can't I have a cabin in the woods? Yes. And, you know, someplace I can go shelter when the world goes sideways. Right. I, I make those, I have those thoughts, but then I'm too lazy to go do that. Yeah. So I don't. Well, <laughs> sixes though, they've got it. So just the easy way is know a six. Right. Yes. <laughs> just be connected to a six. They'll keep you safe. You need to have one friend that's a six yes. in this world. You need a friend from every number. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do, and sixes run stuck a bit because of their fear. And are there some practices that, you know, like with the five we mentioned, uh, I think we mentioned deadlines mm-hmm. and um, so that they don't continue to analyze. I think with the four, I think it was nature maybe mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the simplicity of nature and mm-hmm. the beauty in that, yeah. And uh, and so for the six, I, I assume journaling is always in there. I'm yes. assuming uh, naming your emotion is always in there. Is yes, it, yeah. and, and maybe like the gut triad where we ask ourselves, what am I angry about? Probably for a six, it would be, and, and actually for the five and seven too, because they can get caught up in fear or anxiety, is what am I fearing? Mm-hmm. You know, And to be able to 
journal about it, to be able to talk to someone about it. You know, one of the things we encourage uh, sixes uh, around VU when I'm having team discussions uh, where they're sixes is, you know, that communication of letting a six share with you what they're afraid about, you know, or what they might be having fear about, mm-hmm. because they're being able just to get it out helps them to see that, okay, that's not exactly where we're at. But oh, if yeah. not, they just keep kind of circling round and round. Okay. And if you happen to report to a six, um, here's a little tidbit from mm-hmm. me, because I've had to report to sixes before, and that is um, they like to be informed. Yes. And so it's good to think, who needs to know this? And it, does my six boss need to know this? And so sometimes you don't want to just keep things to yourselves. You kind of want to over-communicate mm-hmm. because it helps them to lead better yes. that way. I don't do that very well, but <laughs> and that but they appreciate that I know. Yes, that 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 takes that fear away, mm-hmm. and it also builds trust. And sixes right. have a little bit uh, more problem mm-hmm. building trust with people. It takes longer, absolutely, because both the phobic and counterphobic can find themselves feeling suspicious. Like, what do I not know? What are they not telling me? And so, yeah, if you're reporting to a six, you might even find yourself feeling like you're having to over communicate, right? Yeah, that's right. Because one of the things too that both uh, you know struggle with too is doubt. Mm-hmm. So, like maybe even doubting their own leadership, doubting that um, you know. Yeah. You know, so if you want to mess with the six, never communicate anything right. with them, <laughs> <laughs> and tell them all the worst case scenarios yeah. that they haven't thought of yet. <laughs> well, and another thing I would say too with the sixes is to really be able to find the courage within yourself. Because again, sixes, especially the phobic sixes, really can get in codependent relationships as they attach to someone that they believe is going to keep them safe and secure. Hmm. And then they can start to lose themselves um, in just being, again, in that codependent relationship with a strong you know, a strong leader. And so being able for sixes to really work to have that courage to be able to have courage in themselves, faith in themselves, because they're really great at having faith in others mm-hmm. um, and having that, uh, you know, courage, especially in leadership, but to be able for them to have that, that sense of um, courage within themselves. So once that's done, once they build trust and when they're all in, they're all in. They are. They're, they're the loyal of the loyalist of the loyal. Mm-hmm. Loyal of the loyalist. Yes. Something well, like all that. All of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very loyal. <laughs> um, and so that makes them amazing. Well, Kelly, this has been great. Yes. Thank you so much for taking us down the road of the six and inside the mind of a six. Yes. And uh, we will see you next time on Enneagram U. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Damon. Bye.